we get set to broadcast this morning live from Nativity. Try scrimmage this afternoon or this AM. Yeah. I'm rushing the day already, Doctor. I'm all excited. Football season, I guess, officially underway now as we get set to delve in. We've got Nativity going to be here, the Shenandoah Valley Blue Devils going to be here, and the Tri Valley Bulldogs. And we're going to talk to the coaches from each of their respective schools as we get started this morning. We can't thank enough our fine sponsors, none bigger than CACL Financial, 1800 West Market Street in the city of Pottsville. Always open online at caclfcu.org. At CACL Financial, you won't find a better fiduciary relationship anywhere. Thank you to BG's Value Markets for convenient locations for your shopping experience. Check them out, Jonestown, Pine Grove, Millersburg, and also Minersville. They've got aisles upon aisles of grocery savings. And uh, don't forget that late summer grill, those hot irons. They've got the freshest meat for those hot irons for your grilling needs. Stop by, check them out. If their fresh meat was any fresher, Chaz. Oh, you'd have to slap it. And don't forget the official hydrator, WPPA Sports Saturday, and sporting venues throughout the coal region in the 2019 high school football season. It's Gears Dairy, their full line of dairy products from whole milk to skim milk, the orange juice to start your Saturday morning off just right, and the delicious iced tea and fruit drink products. It's Gears Dairy, the official hydrator, WPPA Sports Saturday. Out and about here at Nativity Chaz, I'm enjoying, since we're out on the road today, I'm enjoying a lemonade. I'm sticking with the diet green tea. It's my favorite summer thirst quencher, and uh, none better than the uh, diet green tea. How about the view? Here atop Lawton's Hill, the field tucked down below the school. Yeah. It seems to go for miles looking out. Yeah, from our yeah, yeah. You look out, and we're looking out uh, out into that mountain that uh, is by Palo Alto. I guess it would be uh, uh, the, the the tumbling run mountain, and then uh, tucked out behind that is that second mountain towards Schuylkill Haven. A beautiful view here, and uh, man, I wish they could only find a, a way to set up some stands uh, here for uh, some uh, seating around this venue. Because man, I'll tell you what, this would be an excellent view on a Friday night, looking over the city of Pottsville and. Uh, It'd be a, a new meaning, the Friday night lights up here on the hill in uh, Lawton's Hill. But, Chaz, you know, uh, for football fans abound, this is the last weekend. I'm telling you, the last weekend to the end of the year that you will be without football uh, on your Friday nights, on your Saturdays, and also on your Sundays. Your weekends are about to get football uh, frenzied. Uh, starting with uh, next weekend, and uh, it's wall-to-wall coverage. Don't forget WPPA. We've got all of your football needs here, but uh, some scrimmages, the first scrimmage, and only scrimmage for a lot of our area teams today. Uh, Mount Carmel is at Pottsville today. That just got underway at 9 a.m. Then uh, Salisbury's at Blue Mountain for 10 a.m. Palmerton at Jim Thorpe for uh, 10 a.m. Notre Dame at Green Pond, Whitehall, and Lee Heighton having a try scrimmage at um, Lee Heighton at 10 a.m. Williams Valley's at Mono Area for 10 today. Also at 10 is Northern Lehigh at Marion. Then uh, Northern Lebanon is at Minersville at 10. Uh, Tri-Valley, Shenandoah, and Nativity here. That gets underway at 10. Shenandoah in the house already. Uh, Danville at North Schuylkill. Pine Grove at Schuylkill Haven. Hamburg at Tamaqua. Kutztown at Upper Dauphin. Panther Valley at Schuylkill Valley. That gets underway at 11. And then at 6 p.m. tonight, Central Columbia is at Shemokin for the first round of... Uh, and only round of scrimmages. Four teams in our area. Some people are taking the uh, week zero approach still, and that's a point of contention with me, Edward. I, I still believe 
that uh, the PIAA, now they've allowed you a couple years to ease into this idea. I think everybody should have a 10-game regular season, one scrimmage, and let's get things moving. I think this week zero crap is for the birds, and when everybody needs to be today. And uh, we'll keep uh, rolling right along and get everybody in a consistent pattern and, and stop all of this, uh, you know, nine-game schedule, ten-game schedule. Let's just go consistent with ten and call it a day. Yeah, I, I like that uh, idea, too. But, you know, the scrimmage, too, is also a time for a lot of teams to get, uh, I mean, those bugs worked out from camp. You know, the two-a-days, uh, one week uh, old now. You know, I mean, you had that heat acclimation period. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, two weeks uh, in the camp right now, and uh, – it's uh, going to be interesting. I mean, I think you still need that little bit of warm-up. You know, get that live hitting uh, from another opponent uh, at least once, Chaz. Get those uh, uh, creaks and those uh, strains and stuff worked out. Get uh, some uh, new uh, offensive nuances worked out, uh, defensive uh, game plans worked out. See somebody else and get the opportunity here to, uh, you know, get some live action against somebody besides uh, your uh, own kids. You know what I mean? Face it. I mean, no matter what's going to happen here today, I mean, you're going full speed. You're going full speed against an opponent. You're going to have the opportunity to, to, to hit somebody else. You're not going to be hitting up and beating up on each other. Uh, you know I mean, as much as you do in camp, it gives them that look. It gives them that feel of a Friday night, uh, and it, it, it's in a more controlled atmosphere, let's say. I mean, you do 10 on, 10 off, you know, I mean, stuff like that. It's going to be really well, interesting to see the, the, as people try to work things the, through. The other part of this, you know, you're talking about, you know, 10 plays on, 10 plays off. You, now in this week, you do that for a couple series, try and work through some kinks, coaching it up, and then you go live with it. And, and that, that's your two-scrimmage setup. The one thing I like about the tri-scrimmage opportunity is, you know, people like to say, well, we, we want to see two different opponents. Well, if you get in a tri-scrimmage similar to what they're doing here this morning at Nativity, you're going to see two opponents all in the same week and have the opportunity to get it done that way. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's just interesting the way it all sets up. And I can't believe we are one week uh, away from kickoff. Yeah, and it's going to be exciting. I mean, we're not in one week. We're six days, buddy. We're six days away from, uh, I mean, next week uh, at this time. We're talking week number one action. We're recapping your week one and uh, seeing what's what and what, how things shook out, you know what I mean, and who's uh, 1-0 and oh and who's 0-1 oh and, and who's going back to the drawing board. You know what I mean, and we talk about it every week that uh, the biggest uh, uh, improvements are made between week one and two. I think that has become more evident, though, Chaz, in the last few years under this uh, scheme of just having a one, you know, scrimmage. Week one has always been like this, uh, I, I guess you could term it, a little sloppy for some teams out of the gate. You know, in week one, it seems our games are a little longer. The officials get a little bit more action with the yellow flags. Is you know, we have the false starts, we have the holds, we have the offsides, and you know, I mean, people still a little rusty coming out of the gate in week one. But uh, you know, next week, yeah, at this time, we're we're telling you who who's looking good, who's not, who needs to work between week one and two. Well, the cool thing uh, up here at Nativity, this is the the practice facility for the football team. They do play their games in St. Clair still, but uh, for today. Pretty interesting things we learned yeah. about. They yeah. put they put the big end in the middle of the field here today. Yep. They put the lines in each end zone, nine on one side, ten in the other for 2019. Yep. And then each line is marked at a 
55-degree angle, which points to their golden cross here at Nativity. Sort of a, a, a little steal of, uh, uh, from uh, South Bend, Indiana, mm -hmm. where they have uh, 18 total uh, lines, 9 and 9, and then it's at a 42-degree angle pointing to the gold dome at the University of Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, Nativity's taking that a little bit. They look like the Fighting Irish out there, Chaz. Unbelievable. I mean, they've got gold pants on. they got that uh, Kelly green shirt with a gold stripe down the side that says Green Wave uh, down along the uh, side of the uh, player. And uh, yeah, this Nativity team looking good. I'm surprised at the numbers of this Nativity team. I mean, this was a program, and I, I, we were talking with the athletic director, Josh uh, Muldowney, uh, when we arrived here this morning. This was a program, if you would have said three, four years ago, I mean, they're on the numbers hurt. They only had maybe 20 players at one time dressing, maybe even less than 20 players. Here they are on a big backswing and a huge uprising here uh, for the Green Wave. As uh, numbers up here for Nativity, we'll talk to Pat Mason about that uh, here on the program this morning. We'll get him. Shenandoah Valley on an upswing, Chaz. You look at Shenandoah coming uh, across that uh, sideline, they've got some big boys leading this squad. And uh, that was a, a, a team that finished last year with uh, maybe 18 kids total dressing for the uh, Blue Devils. Kevin Keating, the uh, head coach, uh, the uh, former coach here at Pottsville, uh, guiding that team and uh, getting some uh, promise there up in uh, Devilland as uh, Shenandoah Valley looks to uh, make their mark here. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Week number one, like I said, six days away. It's going to be fun. I, I mean, I hope that uh, Kevin Keating uh, gets a, a turnaround there in Shenandoah. That's a town that really backs their program up there. They paint that big devil helmet in the middle of uh, uh, town. They, I mean, every uh, street you go on to, you, you know where the kids live. They have, you know, a devil helmet out in front on the street. And, and it's a community that comes together and rallies behind this uh, football squad. So uh, hopefully they uh, start to see uh, some success. They had a rough go of things the last few years. But, uh, the, I mean, look at those kids over there. They're some sizable young men. Uh, uh, on that side of the uh, football, and uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to go up against them. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how things shake out for Coach Keating this year. Numbers in the upper 20s approaching 30, and, uh, you know, that's a swing. Like you said, I, I think it might have been 16 or 17 at the end of the year Yeah, was all that they had dressed. They started with 19 in camp. They had some injuries throughout the year. In fact, they lost their quarterback a little way into the season, uh, Junebug Carvoy. And uh, this year back and healthy and, and ready to go. And it'll be interesting to see how things shape out. We do have Nativity on our schedule on T102 coming up in week two. The battle in the backyard against Minersville. We also have the Blue Devils of Shenandoah Valley on the schedule in Minersville this year. So uh, two of these combatants here today will be uh, taking the field in Minersville. And we'll have the Shenandoah Valley Minersville game in week nine as it's scheduled right now. We also have Tri-Valley. Yeah on the schedule this uh, season in week four as they travel into Pine Grove. Jeff Sampson and company will be here this morning as well. We will talk to him. So a uh, lot going on on the program here today, Doc. Yeah, a lot going on is uh, we'll have three coaches uh, here. Pat Mason getting his boys warmed up and getting uh, loosened up a little bit here. We'll get him on, and uh, we'll also get the other two uh, gentlemen on. And a lot of uh, – I see speed, Chaz. I, and that's going to be interesting. I see a lot of speed here in this Nativity squad. A lot of young men uh, out there with some nice footwork right now uh, warming up and doing their uh, calisthenics to get the, those muscles uh, stretched out. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, exactly um, what uh, Pat's uh, plans are going to be here for 2019. But I think he's going to give us the old line that speed kills, guys, and that's how we're going to get the, our, defend, or our opponents. 
That'll be interesting. Last year is an independent for this uh, Green Wave Club. As in next year, they're in the Schuylkill League and also the uh, Schuylkill Colonial Cooperative in the uh, single-A division. They'll be playing all local schools. Tri-Valley, Williams Valley will be regulars on the schedule. Shenandoah Valley, Monoy Area, Marion Catholic, uh, Miners will they'll all be regular opponents now for Nativity moving forward. And I think that's building some anticipation here at Top Lawton's Hill. I think it's a great opportunity, and it's the right time now to get the Nativity into the Schuylkill League. It's going to be great because we're also going to see our other squad here that's playing in the Tri-Valley League in its final season is uh, the Bulldogs, and they're going to come into the Schuylkill League. And I think they're going to match up very good against the Shenandoahs, the Minersville, and the Marians, <coughs> and I'll let you speak of in that uh, small school division. So it's going to be interesting, too, I mean, getting them in, getting Pine Grove in, getting uh, Williams Valley in next year. It's going to be a, a, a great league. You know, I mean, joining in on that cooperative. Now, they won't see as much action into the Colonial League as the bigger schools will see. They will still see some action in the Colonial League, but you're going to have a lot of Schuylkill League teams against Schuylkill League teams and bring back sort of that rivalry and that uh, town versus town that was missing for the last few years. Indeed, and it's going to be great for our area. I know that our coverage map will change uh, just a bit, I would think, with all these teams coming in and playing one another again as far as T-102 is concerned. Now, next Friday night, you'll be in the friendly confines of Veterans Memorial Stadium, the Tide bringing Hazleton in. And, uh, boy, I know you have anxious anticipation now that you've gotten your roster to start the study. <laughs> yeah, I've got my roster. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's all ready to go, checking it out. You know, the Crimson Tide, they're taking on uh, Mount Carmel. They just got underway in their scrimmage at 9 a.m., but, uh, I mean, uh, looking at their uh, roster, Chaz, uh, 61, I believe I counted, uh, total uh, young men going to be dressed for the Crimson Tide this uh, uh, year on a Friday night. And, I mean, numbers up there, too. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And I can't wait to start getting the X's and the O's hitting the Jimmys and the Joes because it, it's time. It's time. I, I, I've been uh, sort of bored with my life. Really? Over the last few months, is uh, I haven't been out, uh, you know, watching our young uh, men and women compete uh, athletically in uh, the settings, and it's going to be great to get back in the saddle once again and get back in with uh, Bernie on a Friday night, and uh, of course Homer Charlie uh, for like half the season, and and bring in now the famous, the famous uh, Alfredo McCurry. You know what I mean? Is he's competing against us? I, I'd be remiss if we didn't announce it and say he's competing us against us in the podcast world. He is competing against us in the podcast world. Of course, Sports Saturday is podcasting now on Anchor.fm, as well as Spotify, as well as Pocket Casts, as well. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of places you can find Sports Saturday, and Radio Public also picked us up, as well as Google Podcasts. So five different platforms right now growing leaps and bounds, and that's because of listeners out there who are catching up after the show is uh, complete on Saturday. We upload it for the uh, folks that uh, didn't have the opportunity to tune in, and they can hear all the great things going on. And they archive there. Yeah, I mean, so if you missed, uh, I mean, your favorite squad, so if uh, North Schuylkill or uh, Schuylkill Haven is your hometown team and you missed uh, Wally Hall or Mike Farr last week, you can go on to the to the anchor uh, for I, uh, iPhone users, iPads, the uh, iOS operating system. You can download the uh, anchor um, app app 
and you'll be able to find WPPA Sports Saturday. The only spot we're missing right now is on the Apple Play Store, or the a Apple uh, podcast uh, section, and uh, we're working our way there. Uh, they're tough to get in on. Uh, I mean, so uh, they have to prove uh, a million different things. Uh, we're about uh, 199,955 uh, things <laughs> completed for their way. But, uh, we, I mean, hopefully soon we'll be available on the Apple Podcast Store. But uh, right now you can download that app from the iOS uh, Apple App Store mm -hmm. and uh, you get the Anchor uh, Podcast uh, app downloaded and you'll find WPPA Sports Saturday rocked and ready to roar uh, throughout the football season, all sporting seasons, you know I mean, because it's going to be year-round posted up there, and you can catch uh, your favorite coach, I mean, uh, here, talking about your kids or your neighbor, your the, cousins. The crazy part, though, that as I'm sitting here listening to you speak of this, we're also, I think, going to be used for espionage. Coaches are going to be listening to our archives to figure out what kids <laughs> they need to prep for. Now, let's well, not get this twisted. Well, you know, that's a that's a good point, Jazz. I never thought about that. Uh, you know, maybe uh, bringing in a game plan. We'll be playing uh, throughout locker rooms and uh, game uh, planning facilities throughout the region, and they're saying, listen to who they're talking about. You hear who they're talking about? Listen, you know, number 72, he's a big boy up front. You know, his coach talked about him, loves his blocking. He's getting looked at by a few different coaches. Colleges looking at advance on. We got to take 72 and take them out of the game plan this week. <laughs> We've got to take that number 22 out of the backfield, and we got to try to catch them. And we all know catch 22. <laughs> oh boy, that was a poor joke for a Saturday. What do you say we take a timeout wow. and try and get our first guest of the morning on here? Yeah, let's try to get the, one of these coaches wrangled up. You may have to walk a, a little bit down the uh, sideline or down the field here and get our next coach lined up. You're gonna take us out, Eddie? Yeah, I'll take us out. Uh, you're listening to WPPA. Sports Saturday, live from Lawton's Hill, the tri-scrimmage between Nativity, Shenandoah, and Tri-Valley. It's all right here on AM 1360, 106FM, and worldwide at WPPARadio.com. You work hard for your money, so don't let the big banks take it away in service fees and charges every month. Bank at CACL Financial, and you'll see the difference. At CACL Financial, not only will you be treated like family, your money will work for you. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Schuylkill County, CACL Financial has the products and services to meet your personal and business banking needs. People love banking with us so much that we've been voted the best bank in Schuylkill County five consecutive years in the Reader's Choice Poll. At CACL Financial, it's more than checking and savings accounts and CDs or home mortgages, vehicles and home equity loans. CACL Financial meets your needs every day. Visit our convenient office on West Market Street in Pottsville. Online at CACLFCU.org and like us on Facebook. CACL Financial, member NCUA, equal housing lender. BG's Value Markets, Minersville, Pine Grove, Jonestown, and Millersburg. Open daily 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Grab your store list and check out these great deals. Swanson Hungry Man Dinners, $1.98 each. Original or Grill Burks Meat Franks, two-pack for $4. All-natural split chicken breasts, value packs, just $1.48 per pound. Bongard's American Cheese, $3.68 a pound. Also from the deli, BG's store-made white meat chicken salad, $4.98 per pound. Farmland Honey Ham, $3.98 a pound. 
Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwiches, just $5.98 per package. Prima Porta Italian sausage, sweet or hot, $2.68 a pound. Locally grown cantaloupes, $1.98 each. Peaches or nectarines, $0.98 cents a pound. 10-pound bags of new crop white potatoes, $3.48. Schmidt's Italian bread, buy one, get one free. Kellogg's Special K cereal, $2.78 a box. Ego waffles, only $1.98. BG's Value Markets, conveniently located in Pine Grove, Minersville, Jonestown, and Millersburg. Special good through Monday, August 19th. Hi, Ed Benichut is inviting you to join me along with Charlie Trees and Bernie Forgotch as we bring you the 73rd season of Crimson Tide football right here on WPPA. Our coverage gets underway Friday, August 23rd as the Tide welcome in the Cougars of Hazleton. It's all right here on your station for Crimson Tide football for 73 years straight. AM 1360, 106 FM and worldwide WPPARadio.com. Welcome back to WPPA Sports Saturday, live atop Lawton Hill for the tri-scrimmage between uh, Nativity, Shenandoah, and Tri-Valley. Our first guest uh, joining us here this morning, the head coach of the Nativity Green Wave, Pat Mason, on the program here. And uh, good morning, coach, and uh, welcome to 2019 and uh, the first uh, live action you'll see. Uh, thanks for coming. I mean, this is uh, a little bit of a different atmosphere, I think, than they're used to up here uh, for a <laughs> scrimmage for football. You know, we're... Uh, we're excited to have you guys up here and obviously excited to start the season. Pat, you know, you're here at Top Lawton Hill and uh, looking around us as your boys are getting ready to scrimmage, there's a whole bunch of them this season. You've got some options. We do, we do. Um, you know, obviously when I took over here two years ago, numbers were an issue. Um, so that was the number one thing, you know, not you know, be, picking and choosing who you got, just getting as many kids on the field as you possibly can. and you know, getting many, as many kids up to nativity as we could. And obviously winning football games um, is the best uh, attractor for kids, you know, successful programs. I mean, we've been treated really well up here. As you can see, we have all state-of-the-art helmets. We have brand-new shoulder pads. You know, we have new uniforms. We have a, a brand-new weight room. Uh, we're definitely moving in the right direction, and obviously the kids notice that. Pat, you know, one thing you talk about, all of those new facilities and all those things, uh, not possible without the, the Nativity uh, family getting behind you. And one thing I've noticed, I've been here for quite a few basketball games during the regular season and, and through the playoffs and stuff. It, th there is a family atmosphere amongst this school. Oh, no question. I, I've been uh, involved with, uh, you know, four programs in Schuylkill County. I started my career at Pine Grove with Jeff Sampson. My first, uh, he was on the first staff with me in, in Pine Grove, which is pretty cool. And uh, obviously I coached at Minersville for years and then I was down at Haven and now up at Nativity and, and I respect all those programs and obviously, you know, those programs brought a lot, you know, to me, but this program is just it's a little different. Uh, I, I can't really explain it to you, but, you know, everything I've asked for, uh, I've gotten um, and, and I think, um, you know, putting a quality program on the field is, is what they longed for here uh, for quite some time. We're getting into the Schuylkill League next year, which is what I said from day one, what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, we're looking up and we have, uh, I believe, 40 underclassmen on our, on our roster right now. Um, so, you know, obviously, hopefully the f future looks bright for us up here. You know, you talk about that getting into the Schuylkill League next year and you wanting to do that part of your idea coming in here. How kind of bittersweet is it, though? The last season is an independent. Probably will have the most mileage of our area teams. Mm -hmm. um, but next year, getting the opportunity to play the local opponents week in and week out, that's kind of a different mindset for the kids that have been here for a while. Oh, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, I could tell um, when I first got here, obviously, 
I could tell the kids, I don't want to say non-interest, but much more interest in playing teams like Monoy and Minersville and Shenandoah who were on our on our schedule. You know, the kids, like, hey, I played baseball against that kid. I played basketball against this kid. And, and just knowing their opponents and, and just creating a little bit more of excitement, I think, for, for the games. Obviously, you saw it in our crowds if you were at our Minersville game last year and our Monoy game last year. You know, it, it, it's definitely... Um, something not just for the kids, but for the program and the school in general. I think it's got to be a plus. Um, but I always say, you know, be careful what you wish for because it's not going to be easy. You know, I mean, week in and week out, then, you know, you're looking at a much, much more difficult schedule than we have now. So, you know, we obviously wanted to get in, but the kids got to step up their game and, you know, we, we have to you know, rise up to, you know, the competition that we're going to be playing in the Schuylkill League. Pat, a District 11 qualifier last year, you know, I mean, for this program, you know, I mean, has to go leaps and bounds uh, uh, on the excitement coming into the year. Yeah, I mean, I think we're way ahead of schedule. I mean, look, at, um, I knew when I took over this program, um, it was going to be a struggle. Um, I knew numbers were, were an issue. Um, but, you know, the win seven games in our first year, I, I think just kind of, you know, blew the top off of this thing, you know. And then to come back and win seven games again last year and actually to drop an overtime game to, to Monoy and, and, and lose to Miners after, you know, being ahead pretty much that whole game. Um, you know, I, I always say to kids, you know, sometimes, you know, winning isn't always the most important thing. You know, I think if you were at the Minersville game and you saw how competitive that game was and how Minersville reacted to us, you know, no longer were we that bye week for them, you know, that 50-point victory for them. You know, we, we showed up and we played, and I think we earned a lot of people's respect in that game. You know, Pat, this year you have a handful of kids that have some starting experience, yeah. a lot to replace. Who are some of the kids that uh, you're seeing in camp showing up, some of those returning kids uh, working their way through? I think right now, I mean, the guy that I always look to for, for uh, the leadership on this team is Jake Fairhat. Um, you know, Jake is, is uh, a kid I always say is like wise uh, beyond his years. I mean, he's like talking to uh, a mature adult. You know, he gets it. You know, he gets me, which not many people outside <laughs> of my wife do, uh, and my children hopefully. But, you know, it's like – he understands what I want. You know, he understands. I always tell the kids, look, what I say to you uh, may sound trivial at the point or why does that matter? Why does it matter what color my headband is or what kind of T-shirt I have on? And I tell him, look, it starts from the little things and builds up. And he gets that and he knows what I want. Um, so, I mean, I think when he steps on the field, I mean, he's, he's uh, sitting out today. He has an injury from baseball in the summertime. Uh, but when Jake is there, Jake is definitely, without a doubt, our leader uh, on this team. No question about it. He even carries tents in his He does. Time. He carries tents and all. Like I said, I told you, he gets it, man. He gets me. Pat, what, one of the things, Jimmy, that, that I mean, brings me to uh, a, a big question is, when was the last time Nativity had a, a quarterback competition going into camp? You, you found yourself in that situation this year? We are. We are. Um, you know, we have uh, Steven Spolsky and um, uh, Cody Miller who are battling it out. And, and, hey, look, you know, it's a battle between two great athletes. I think the thing is they have to come a long way to be, you know, developing to a quarterback. You know, we all know that's, that's different. You know, I'm a – the kind of guy that likes athletes as quarterbacks, you know, throughout my career, that was always the guys I looked for, you know, the, you know, the Cole Weechocks and Mike Lazowski's and Nick Molusky's and, you know, sincere walkers, you know, those type of guys that play quarterback for me. And um, I think those two guys fit that mold, but obviously they have to be able to throw the football. We can run the football. I don't think there's any question about that, but we have to be able to throw the football too. And you saw that hurt us last year a little bit. You know, you talk about the ability to run the football. As I look around, I see, a whole lot of speed, and I know that uh, your concern coming into the season is you knew you had athletes, mm -hmm. 
But the question mark is up front. Who are we looking for to, to do that battle in the trenches? Yeah, this is the youngest team I've ever been around. Uh, I have, I don't think, I think we have two returning starters on offense and maybe three on defense. Uh, and that's probably the lowest number I've had as a, as a head coach. Um, but up front, I think we have some kids that, you know, it's going to take a little bit to develop. Unfortunately for us, our schedule is probably tougher in the beginning than it is at the end. Um, so they're going to have to step up real fast. Um, but, you know, I, I have a lot of confidence. We have, we have a great... Uh, um, staff here at Nativity. Um, I like to think, you know, one of the best staffs in the area. We have guys with a lot of experience, even at the collegiate level. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty blessed in that aspect. And, you know, we're going to do our best to get them ready. You know, this one scrimmage thing kind of stinks, you know, because it's tough. In years past, I was like, I don't want any scrimmages because I knew who my players were. But this year, we need that scrimmage because we, you know, we have so many battles and so many open spots. Pat, one of the things, I mean, last year, I remember there was a gauntlet of games, like a Thursday, a Saturday, a Thursday. It was, it was kind of crazy. Yep. You talk to Josh Muldowney and says, hey, don't give us any of those no. uh, crazy uh, schedules anymore. And, and guess what? Uh, two weeks ago, we get hit where we got to play Thursday against Montgomery. But uh, that's not too bad. You play a Friday, play a Thursday, and then actually gives you, uh, an, you know, another day uh, to prepare for the next week. But, um, you know, I, I can't complain. You know, Josh has a difficult job. I mean, we're not in the league. You know, it's hard getting um, teams uh, to play you when you're not in the league, and then it's even harder to get teams that can play you that are local. And, and now we ran into an issue up in District 4 uh, where there have a shortage of, of officials. Uh, that's why we had to move the game. They had no officials to officiate our game, and I guess they would officiate their league games first. And Montgomery's in, uh, playing Nativity, which is uh, obviously an out-of-league uh, contest, so they didn't have any officials. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Pat, you go back to talking about, uh, you know, you would prefer to have the two scrimmage setup. The setup you have today, do you, do you kind of get the feel of two scrimmages being that there's three teams here? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I guess we'll see. I've never been involved in a tri-scrimmage, I don't believe. Um, you know, but you know, when, when Shenandoah called us, obviously I have a tremendous amount of respect for, for uh, Coach Keating. Um, and Mick Jakavage, who, who are quality individuals, and obviously Jeff Sampson and I go way back. Jeff's a good friend of mine. And so I thought, what a great atmosphere to have, you know, three programs like this, you know, trying to get better. Um, and, you know, like I said, the number one thing today is to evaluate and, and more importantly, to uh, stay healthy. You know, you take a look, uh, the single-A bracket this year, same teams involved. Mm -hmm. Do you expect that that push towards the end for that fourth spot or do you think it's a little more defined coming into this season? Well, obviously, in my eyes, Williams Valley will always be the favorite unless someone beats them. Um, that's how I look at it. You know, they seem to uh, – uh, Coach Savage does a tremendous job out there, and, and, and those kids are, are, are quality, and obviously so is Tri-Valley. And I told our kids that that's the kind of programs I want to be like. And we went up and scrimmaged um, North Schuylkill today and said, look, you know, you don't want to take a backseat to anybody, but if you want to see where you want your program to be, that's where you want it to be. You know, and I think if you just look around the way our kids even look now um, is a little different than, than a lot of people are used to seeing out of this program. You know, the other part of, of moving into the league next year and with the cooperative agreement, it's going to be nice to see the way it lines up. The single A, the double A, the triple A, the four A's yeah. are going to kind of decide their district seedings on the field Absolutely. throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's, that, that is the, the, uh, the biggest value add to, the, to this right now. You know, I mean, you want, that's how you always want it. I remember when I was at Miners, it was always it was difficult with that because you're only battling for two spots some years. You know, and then you had, you know, you know Tri-Valley and Williams Valley were out playing their uh, schedule, which you couldn't fault them for, but we wanted to compete against them. We wanted to play the teams, you know, kind of eliminate each other and, you know, strongest team survives kind of thing, you know. So 
that's definitely going to be uh, big because we'll play Shenandoah, we'll play Tri-Valley, we'll play Williams Valley. So, you know, there you go. There's the whole single-A bracket for you, and they all play each other during the season. So it'll be, it'll be good for us, I believe. You talk about a lot of kids being out, a lot of newcomers, not a lot of uh, returning starters. Mm -hmm. Anybody surprise you so far through these first two weeks of camp? Yeah, I, I think the, the guy that I'm looking at to, um, to kind of really step up this year is Jack Miller. Um, Jack is, is uh, he actually started for us last year uh, because we had an injury and he stepped in as a freshman and played really well for us. You know, he's going to have a great year for us, I think. Um, you know, Bennett McNamara is going to be our leader up front. And to say that your leader up front's a sophomore is always a good thing to say. You know, so um, his brother played for us last year, you know, quality family, good work ethic. You know, he's, he's a really good kid. Um, I look to him to be our leader up front. Well, Pat, we are going to catch up with you week two. That battle in the backyard now became a, a trophy series before all this league stuff started yeah. to go into play. So it's it's cool that uh, that, it, like you said, we covered that game last year out at St. Clair. There was standing room only. Yeah. I mean, people were greasing fannies to get in the yeah, seats. absolutely. And, you know, that, that, that game was always, always a rivalry, obviously. But, you know, to be a true rivalry, the, you know, the other side has to win once in a while. You know, so 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 our, <laughs> our 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 goal is to is to step up and, and and compete, and not only compete but to win those games. I don't want to be that team anymore. And I think one of I was talking to one of our coaches the other day, and I said, you know, to to sit there and say like, okay, we'll be okay when we play this team, we play that team, but we're going to struggle when we play that. I want to I don't want to struggle against anybody. You know, I, I don't want to take a backseat to anybody. I want our program to be right up there with everybody else's, and and I think we're well on our way to that. And. And hopefully this year we, we take that next step, which is the you know next step is win a playoff game. You know that's our goal right now. You know we want to win a playoff game and play for a championship. Whatever happens after that happens. You know obviously we want, we want to wear the gold medal, but you know we, we have to win that first game just to get there. Pat, you know I love your energy. I'd probably run through a brick wall right now for you because you're excited, and that's what I've always liked about you. And, and a team really takes on the, the character of the coach, and, and you bring energy. I, I appreciate that. You know I, I really I really love it up here at Nativity and. You know, it's been a good change for me and, and my family, and, and you know, we're, we're really happy where we're at right now. But like I said, you know, keep being successful is our goal. You know, two consecutive winning seasons. I don't know if Nativity in a long time has had three consecutive winning seasons. Um, so, you know, that's our goal now. We want to always tell the kids, you know, everybody makes money, but not everybody makes history. You know what I mean? So we want to make history. There you have it. I okay. can't go. I have nowhere to go after. No, I'm going to let you catch either. up with your team here All this right. morning. Pat, thanks. All for, right. Thanks, fellas. Thank I really you, appreciate coming up here. Oh, we, thanks for hosting thanks us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Pat. So there you have it, Doc. Pat Mason joining us here on the program. And we'll keep it right here because yeah, we got our this, man, this man was waiting to get back on WPPA Sports Saturday <laughs> for years. <laughs> yeah, he used to be your old co-host. I don't even know if he I was. could hang out with uh, you two guys. I see you guys still didn't bring me coffee and donuts. <laughs> hey, he did bring me coffee once or twice when uh, I filled in uh, for a show, so I, I probably do owe you. And that's, I, contractually, that's really the reason I left the show, because I'd come in every day with my coffee and donuts, and you two, you're getting paid, and you're asking <laughs> me where your coffee and donuts are. I, I did it out of the goodness of my heart. <laughs> well, we know, Kevin, that you are just one of those good guys, and Let's talk a little bit about this Shenandoah Valley Blue Devil Club. A little breathing room as far as numbers are concerned when I saw some really big fellas walking along the track up here. We did an awful lot of uh, in-house recruiting in the, in the school and the hallways uh, throughout uh, the past 12 months or so. And we had some success, and I think there's some, some guys that are still out there that we'd, we'd like to have out, and we're going to keep working on, on those guys. 
and uh, you know, hopefully get those guys out uh, next year. We'll continue, continue to build, uh, build the program back up. Yeah, you talk about that, and that's been a struggle with uh, smaller schools is to get kids uh, involved in, in all sports, in all aspects. And you talk about hitting the hallways, and how important is it to have friends talk to friends and say, hey, listen, they're on a fence uh, about coming out. Get them out here. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you talk about peer pressure often among uh, young people as being a bad thing, but, you know, peer pressure can be used for, for – uh, for positive things as well, like like getting a guy that might be on the fence to, to come out, that you know might be considering coming out, but isn't quite sure if, if some of his friends are playing and they're talking to him, you, know, you might be able to you might be able to get him out. You know, in Blue Devil Country now, for another year of high school football and uh, community support in Shenandoah for this club has always been exceedingly high. Yes, and. Uh, it's kind of something you were used to before with the with the program that uh, you used to be cavorting with. Absolutely, uh, the, the community support in, in Shenandoah is, is, has never wavered. Um, and, and, you know, some of the neat things that they do up there every Thursday night, and it's usually a fire company. Some of the restaurants are also involved, um, uh, and I believe uh, I got the list this year. The, the Manor, the Shenandoah Manor, is involved. Um, they feed the players every Thursday night. There's a team dinner, um, and sometimes the, the junior high teams invited. Uh, but but that's really uh, that's a really cool thing for for them. You know, it, it just shows the amount of, of care and support that the community has. And even through the struggles of, of the last two years and, and even going back further than that, uh, the program has struggled a bit. Um, that support hasn't wavered. You still see uh, butts in the stands on Friday nights uh, for those home games. Uh, you still have people traveling, longtime fans. Um, the, the quarterback club is, uh, is, is going strong, alive and well. Um, I'll put a plug in for those guys. Uh, they're having a social on uh, uh, the home opener next Friday night uh, up at Glover's Hill, uh, the Glover's Hill Athletic Club uh, after the game. They're honoring, I know, the 2006 District 11 championship team that night for their Hall of Fame night induction. So uh, the social will be held after the game up there. Hopefully, hopefully we're going to keep our fingers crossed and working, working, uh, hopefully uh, celebrating a, a victory next Friday night. You know, I know your dad for a long time, and I know one of the things that uh, he has always preached is consistency. And you guys being there now provide some consistency to the program when it seemed to be bouncing around a little bit with who was going to be leading the charge for the Blue Devils. Yeah, and that's... Uh... <laughs> The consistency we ask for from the players, I mean, it helps to have hearing the same voice and hearing the same things and hearing the same terminology and, and doing the same things, you know, having the same expectations. Um, and, and the kids have certainly bought in, even from day one, uh, from, from that first year, even though we struggled, um, the kids have bought into the, the ideals and, and the values and, you know, the fundamental aspects of, of building a, a winning program that uh, we've tried to instill in them. And... Um, yeah, we're hope we're hoping now, year three, and they say sometimes it takes three, four years for things to turn around. We're hoping in year three that those some of those things and, and all of those things uh, kind of impact the program in the in the form of wins and losses. One of the things that uh, you had to struggle with last year is your starting quarterback, uh, June Bug Carboy, goes down with an injury. He rehabs, comes back, and, and he's going to lead this program. Yeah, well, I was actually Billy. That was two years ago, sophomore year. He got banged up. Um, last year he was healthy, and knock on wood. We're going to keep them healthy, uh, healthy uh, this year, uh, behind that offensive line. And you know, really, uh, I, I, I have to take the, uh, <laughs> I got to take the, uh, the, I don't want to say blame, but some of the responsibility for that. 
because I'm coaching the offensive line and the defensive line. And those guys, I think they've improved. They've gotten stronger. They need to uh, keep Chumbug on his feet and keep him keep his jersey clean on, on Friday nights. You know, when you take a look at the makeup of the team and getting so many numbers now this year, how interesting has it been through camp settling in on who you're looking at to roll out next Friday in, in one of 22 positions? One of the nice things there is, is you have a scout team defense that uh, can give you a look. You're not running against air. So there's bodies on bodies, so you can tell if uh, guys are, are performing the right assignments. Um, you have younger guys that are that are stepping in and contributing on special teams, some of them stepping into the lineup. But also what, what goes overlooked is the fact that you have guys that are practicing and that, that may not be playing on a Friday night, but they're learning how to play the game. They're improving every day. And, and even through five, five days of, of camp, we have guys that hadn't played before, and you can see a big jump from day one to day five. Um, and, and that's so important to be to have a s continuously successful program, to be consistent. Because if you just come out as a sophomore, or you just come out as a junior or as a senior, you don't have those building blocks, that foundational stuff. So it makes it hard to be competitive on a Friday night when other programs have those uh, have those building blocks and have have those numbers. You know, I know there's a big. Uh Big noise from a couple of kids last year, Alshevsky and Donchok, who at points last year did some superstar things on a club with not too many faces. And uh, coming out this year, I think you're expecting more from those two boys. Yeah, um, those two guys have been have been in our lineup since they were sophomores. And I'm sure uh, prior to, to us taking over, um, they got some playing time as freshmen too. So they're veterans. I mean, they're they're not uh, they're not young guys anymore. Hopefully, those growing pains are over. Um, both are both are team captains uh, along with uh, Junebug uh, QB, um, and th those are three guys that we saw every every uh, every workout in the summer. I mean, they they didn't miss workouts, uh, you know, other than to take a little vacation here and there. And everybody deserves a little vacation. Hit the beach a little bit, but. Um, <laughs> Alex just uh, received an offer this week, a, a roster, a reserved roster spot at Washington and Jefferson uh, near Pittsburgh. Perennial top 25 program, uh, always in the Division Three playoffs, win playoff games virtually every year. So, you know, we're excited about what those two guys can do athletically and, and, and what they do physically as well. Week 9, Kevin, we're going to travel to, to Minersville with the uh, Blue Devils on our T-102 broadcast schedule. And that's a, a, a game where it's always a hard-fought ball game, no matter what the, the records are. Throw them out the window in week number nine. And, uh, I mean, excited about the get the season underway, but that's one that's always penciled in and, and circled on that schedule. This has been a home-and-home home setup for a couple years now. It, it has been, and, you know, Justin Justin's going to do a tremendous job there. But if I can borrow a, a page out of uh, James Franklin's playbook, Morrisville, Morrisville, Morrisville. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we talked about some of these big hombres walking in. I mean, and I know some of them have the last name of Gallo. When you have that kind of size and technique, I mean, that's going to go a long way now as these guys are stepping up. I know one is just coming back into the mix football-wise from last year. Um, but, uh, boy, there, there's some pretty lean, mean uh, blocking machines. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're really excited about our size. Now we want to get that size moving and moving people off the line of scrimmage. Uh, James is uh, – James uh, and, and Justin uh, both played uh, tackle last year, and we've asked James to move down to center. Uh, so he's playing center for us right now, and he's doing a really nice job, having never snapped a football before, uh, as far as we know. Um, he, he's done a nice job of picking, picking that position up. Um, you know, Jason Migliaccio is another guy. Uh, he's 6'4", 270, 280 pounds. Oof. So, we, I mean, 
size-wise, we almost look like a, a college program. Um, Franklin Argetta is another guy that's came come on, uh, especially this week. He came out last year for the first time, and you can see a difference. And he spent the entire offseason in the weight room, as did Justin and James and, and, and Jason. Um, and then uh, a freshman at uh, guard right now, Lucas Zielinski, he's battling with uh, Zach Nye uh, for the guard position and a couple other guys. So, um, you know, we're excited about that offensive line. We're going to see when they uh, what they do here today with Tri-Valley and Nativity when they see a different color jersey and, and some guys that aren't necessarily their friends in front of them. But we had a great, uh, great – we did the Lions Den drill earlier this week on nice. Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday we a little one-on-one -on -one block. And so we were excited about how physical they were. We want to see that carry over today and, and into week one. You talk about those linemen. Anybody else surprise you uh, in these last two weeks, you know, stepping up and stepping out? Uh, I, I, for me up front, uh, you know, the, those guys that I spend the most time with, I think uh, James James has done a really nice job, and uh, Franklin Argetta has done a nice job. But o overall, we feel like our physicality is, has increased and improved. Uh, that was the, one of the things the last two years uh, I think we weren't real happy with, that, that we weren't a very physical football team. Um, which was which was surprising as far as uh, you know Shenandoah kids are concerned. I thought I was going to go up there and I thought I was going to have to you know move out of the way of kids all the time because <laughs> they'd be scowling and growling at me. But uh, you know if we can get them to uh, take that uh, mean streak onto the football field and, and be nice guys off the field, I'd I'd be okay with that. You know, Kevin, it's funny that you talk about the physicality. I could go back uh, umpteen years ago and, and standing on sidelines and, and interviewing your your dad and you know I mean and he always talked about you know I mean Eddie. If we're there in the third and fourth quarter, we're ten times better than the other team physically. We're going to win ball games, and that has always been the mantra of uh, Coach Kevin Keating. I I think that's uh, has has always been a focus um, as far as our conditioning is concerned. I think we're we're conditioned pretty well. Um, I don't want to put the ox in front of the cart here, but uh, or the cart in front of the ox. I mean, but. Um, like I said, they, they've been in the weight room. They put in the work in the off season, starting a week after the season ended last year. Uh, consistently, we've taken attendance, uh, and you see the faces that are out here today. So they've put in the work necessary. Now we'll see if uh, that translates to uh, the, the gridiron on a Friday night. The other mantra of a Kevin Keating coach team is, we're going to run the rock. If we get 300 yards, this game is over. Who's running the football for you guys this year? Uh, we, got a, we actually have a nice nice stable of backs, uh, younger guys. Um, uh, Joey Vivasis uh, is a guy that wasn't out last year as a freshman. He came out. He runs with a little chip on his shoulder. Uh, Jake Thomas, who was our center last year, is playing fullback, a little bit of fullback, a little cool. bit of halfback. And, and he, you know, obviously playing, playing in the middle of the line of scrimmage last year, he's a guy that's not afraid to, for, uh, of contact. Um, Brian Dunn, he was a freshman last year, got some time uh, at defensive end. Unselfishly uh, played a little uh, guard for us last year when we needed him to. He's in the backfield. Uh, Leo Rivera, he uh, came out early last season, left the team, and uh, he came back out. We got him to come back out this year, and, and you know he's been a, a very pleasant, uh, pleasant addition again uh, in the defensive backfield and in the offensive backfield. Uh, Damian Way is another guy. Uh, he came into the district uh, from, uh, from outside the area. Uh, he's going to be uh, he's going to be helpful as well. Well, Kevin, we wish you guys the ultimate luck against Morrisville, 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 and also this season. I'll catch up with you in week nine. I'm hoping and uh, good luck and thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate it, guys. Go Devils. Good to talk to you guys. Good to talk Thank to you, you Kevin. Too. Well, Doc.
There you have it. We talked about uh, the Nativity Green Wave, the Shenandoah Valley. Take a couple. The Shenandoah Valley Blue Devils. Next stop, we're going to talk about those Tri-Valley Bulldogs. But first, we're going to take a break. We're live atop Hot Lawton's Hill at the Tri-Scrimmage between Tri-Valley, Shenandoah, and Nativity. And it's all right here on WPPA Sports Saturday on AM 1360, 106 FM, and worldwide, WPPARadio.com. Gears Dairy on the Tumbling Run Road is the county's oldest full-service family-owned dairy. Gears prides themselves on their high standards and offers quality produced milk products as well as orange juice, fruit drinks, and their very own popular iced tea. Make Gears a name you invite into your home every day. Look for Gears products in your favorite supermarket or convenience store. Gears Dairy on the Tumbling Run Road, the county's oldest full-service family-owned dairy, always committed to excellence. Hi Wow is being heard all across Schuylkill County. What is it? CACL Financial's Hi Wow Checking Account. It stands for helping you and others won't. If you live, work, or worship in Schuylkill County, CACL Financial's Hi Wow Account offers terrific features like no minimum balance, no maintenance or penalty fees and earn 1% annual percentage yield on your account when you have e-statements and 10 point of sale transactions with your debit card per month. High Wow Checking from CACL Financial. Named the best bank in Schuylkill County in the Reader's Choice Poll for the fifth year in a row. Earn 1% annual percentage yield on your checking account. Make your money work as hard as you do. CACL Financial, online at CACLFCU.org. Like us on Facebook or visit our Pottsville office on West Market Street. CACL Financial, member NCUA Equal Housing Lender. If terms aren't met, regular interest rates apply. The Hurry Up and Save Sales event is happening now at Sands Ford of Pottsville. Sweet deals and summer, they don't last long, and neither will these deals. Check out our great selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, and our hot summer prices. Sands Ford of Pottsville, where we make it easy. Now on Route 61 South, just a few minutes south of downtown Pottsville. Welcome back, WPPA Sports Saturday. Don't forget Phillies baseball later today. The Padres in town taking on the Phillies. The sixth inning, the OIP flamethrower inning. It's, uh, it's, Jess hitting. it's hitting season. Charlie's back. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> Jess Fessler of uh, Schuylkill Haven, our lucky contestant. If the Phillies pitcher strike out the side in the sixth today against the Padres, she'll win herself a gift card from OIP Pottsville. The food is flame-smoking good, and we've got a flame-smoking good man joining us, the reigning Coach of the Year uh, for WPPA and T102, Jeff Sampson in charge of the dogs. As a, he's got the dog pound under control, the kennel keeper. Page, uh, page 78. Woo! Look at it. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Good. How's things in uh, Bulldog Land? The reigning District 11 Class A champions, Coach. Yeah, things are good. Uh, you know, we got through camp pretty healthy, and uh, that's what we're looking for to get get through today and uh, you know start next week game week well I think walking into this season from a championship year of 2018 is you lost a lot of position players there uh, how are things shaping up here in the early going uh, you know we have uh, we have a lot of young players a lot of players that uh, you know with, with graduating 16 seniors last year and, uh, we have a lot of kids with no experience or little experience so you know it's been an interesting uh, two weeks and uh, uh, we filled some spots with some kids that were not there last year, 
positionally wise. So, uh, but overall, things are looking good. Things looking good with your kicker. I'll tell you what, you must have been working on special teams the last few weeks as uh, he's uh, hitting them uh, nicely from about 30 yards away. So, uh, you know, I mean, special teams, Jeff, could be a big uh, decider in a lot of ball games. Yeah, uh, Jay Wilcox is our kicker. He's a junior. Uh, he, uh, I think he's been to three or four kicking camps this year. So he, he had some difficulties last year. He kind of cleaned them up over over the last two or three months with some some good good camp work. And uh, uh, you know he's done a real good job. And you know, otherwise, uh, you know we still have Tyler McGrath bringing back punts and kicks. Uh, he was you know did a very very nice job last year for us. And uh, we have a couple younger kids that we may put back there as well. So yeah, we're we're doing all right. You know, Jeff, when uh, last year I caught a couple of Tri-Valley Bulldog games and there was one kid that uh, was a youngster a season ago. Looked like a man amongst boys, though, at some points, and that's Chase Herb. Mm -hmm. And he's back in the fold this year. Last year, kind of a coming-out party. Are, are we to expect more out of him this season? Yeah, I think uh, the expectations for Chase are, you know, he's going to improve his play on both sides of the ball. He worked really hard in the offseason. He came in around 205. Uh, he's got really, uh, really good speed, um, and he can he can knock you over too. So, uh, on the offensive side, you know he's he's going to be our workhorse on 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 the on the offensive side. Defensively, he led the team with tackles last year. You know we expect the same, more of the same from him on the defensive side. And uh, with the loss of so many players, uh, you know with him and Tyler McGrath, uh, you know they're they're the leaders of of, uh, of that defense. A new signal caller this year for the Dogs. Yeah, uh, Jonas McGrath right now, he's uh, he's pushing towards the front, and uh, he'll be a sophomore. Played mostly JVs last year, a little bit of varsity, but not a whole lot. Uh, aggressive kid, likes to run the ball, uh, has a decent arm. Um, you know, had a really, really good uh, season in baseball. I think he was honorable mention all league as a catcher. So uh, he knows how to wing it. We just need to, need to get him the experience and settle in, and, uh, you know, he's got big shoes to fill. Up front, you have big spots to fill. I mean, that was one of the one of the curious predicaments you're in. You had one kid with some starting experience up there to give Jonas some time to get his feet under him at the varsity level. Who stepped up here in the offseason? Well, we have uh, Tyler Holtz, our only returning starter on the offensive line, and uh, you know he he did well last year for us as a sophomore, and uh, he's you know this is his junior season, so uh, we have. You know, a couple other sophomores that played a little bit on Friday nights, but uh, they're filling the the void of the you know Colt Schaefer's and Nick Parabecks and Stone Clowns that we lost. So, uh, you know, we're we're patching them together. As I think we have eight linemen right now, so we're patching them together as best we can. You know, one of the things that has been synonymous with uh, Tri Valley has been defense over the last few years. Defensively, how you looking, mm -hmm. Coach? Uh, you know, we're 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 stout in the middle. Uh, we have Chase in the middle and Reese Arts, who played some varsity for us last year, and uh, we have two new defensive ends. And you know, we're like I said, we're we're bringing two or three back from last year's starting position. Uh, Tyler's back at cornerback, which you know, if he has as good of a year or better than he had last year, he should be able to shut half the field down. So, you know, again, we're young, so uh, the, the the goal is to get him as much experience and practice and here today as as we can, and uh, and go from there. You know, you take a look at the Tri-Valley community. They've really uh, wrapped their arms around you, haven't they? Yeah, I, you know, I can't, uh, I can't say enough of, of, of how well that, uh, you know, this football team is, is, is accepted myself and, and Coach Stripowers, both of them. And, uh, you know, it's been a tremendous, uh, tremendous time here for, for us. 
And, uh, you know, the people up, up in the Higgins and Sacramento and Valley View area are just tremendous people. And they back the coaches, they back the players. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a, a great feeling when you have that. It makes, makes our job as coaches a lot easier. Jeff, a little uh, season going to be a little sentimental as you're going to lose a lot of long-time rivalries as you uh, play the final year in the Tri-Valley League, get ready to transition over to Schuylkill League. So, I mean, what do you see out of there? You'll lose a lot of familiar uh, games off the schedule. Yeah, we make our last run to Juniata this year. I, I have to say I won't miss that trip. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I've made a lot of friends over the years coaching in this league. And, um, you know, two of the coaches, will, two of the teams will be going with us over to the Schuylkill League. But, you know, there's teams like, you know, Coach Rothamel and, 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 and some of the others there that uh, you, you, you get a – uh, a relationship with over the many years that you've coached, and uh, yeah, we'll miss that, uh, you know. But like I said, it's uh, I think it's uh, you know I think it's a good thing. I think that uh, we're going to bring back some rivalries against some local teams like Minersville and Haven, and, and uh, I think that's good for for the program. You know, the other cool part, like you said, two teams coming with you, one of which is the school's most fiercest rivalry, Williams Valley. Mm -hmm. Now, instead of early in the season, that game now perennially from my understanding, will be a Week 10 game. So that's going to be crazy exciting to end the regular season. Yeah, and, and you know, that's it's been a, a huge rivalry here between our two schools uh, for a long period of time. And, uh, you know, last year and this year we play in Week 3. Uh, moving that game to the last game of the season is going to even build, uh, you know, build that rivalry even more. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, that's not the last time during the year we see them. Uh, you know, and the way things fall, you could see them back-to-back -back weeks if, you know, if we're able to, both teams are able to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's what we were talking with uh, Pat Mason about was how interesting now with this setup that District 11's Class A will be decided through 10 weeks of what right. that field will look like. But in your case, it's going to come down to Week 10. Right. Yep, exactly. And I think it's, uh, uh, you know, that's uh, – we had rivalries before, but it – you have to you have to experience the rivalry between these two schools to, to actually appreciate how how deep it runs. Jeff, I got to tell you, you, you did, didn't sell us any junk here because I, I don't know if it was Jonas McGrath a few plays ago just threw a pass out here to the right side in the flat, and you talk about him being able to wing it. Uh, <laughs> it looked like he was throwing somebody out at second base. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got a gun, and uh, we're trying to, you know, when, when you come from baseball, it uh, you know you got that baseball throw as opposed to a overhand fo a football throw. So we're trying to, you know, wean him into the, f the football season. But, uh, yeah, he's got a strong arm. He's a good kid. He's a leader. And, uh, you know, hopefully he'll settle in this year. You know, Jeff, when you take a look at this move, not only for the kids getting in some of that local rivalry speak, they play each other in all sports now. Uh, but for you, it's a little different look at some new opponents. Like, this throws your, your prep work right out the window. Right, yeah. I mean, other than Tri-Valley and... Or other than, other than Williams Valley and, and Pine Grove, we will have a whole new schedule. So uh, you know, different teams, different looks, different defenses, offenses. So, but that's a good thing. You know, you 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 look forward to change, and uh, you know, hopefully that change will go in our favor. Well, sir, I hope that change does work in your favor. I think you're getting a little grayer through all these. Yeah, things. that's all right. As long as I have gray and just not skin, I'm fine. <laughs> He's not losing it. Like, uh, I think that was a poke yeah. at you there, I, buddy. Well, it was, it was. <laughs> I, I'm glad we get along. I mean, I can't wait till uh, we see Tri-Valley here. I believe it's week four. We'll catch up with the dogs on T-102, and I know the moment that I walk into the stadium and he sees me, he's going to question why I didn't pick him.
That's right. That's uh, I mean, that's always uh, been a rivalry between you two. I yeah, remember a, a lot of times uh, right. you two uh, bantering back and forth, and he says that you give him great bulletin board material. He's a <laughs> tough competitor, man. I'm telling you, he's, he's tough, and I like that. I like a challenge. <laughs> well, I know things are getting settled up. You guys going first, second, third? Not sure. I have to talk to Coach Mason and Coach Keating. We'll, we'll see. You know, I was I was commenting to Chaz. I said, boy, Mike, you lick me. He just loves to coach football. Uh, he's, he's retired twice. <laughs> he's a great guy. Still out there. He's a great coach. Uh, you know, whatever whatever uh, we need on the offensive line, he throws an offensive line together, and uh, he's been a huge, huge asset to me, in, uh, you know, coming in here. You know, now, now before in both of your coaching worlds, you guys were nemesis against right. one another, you know. But, but it seems like you guys have always gotten along. And when you're transitioning into a new place where you're not sure what to expect, sometimes it's good to have the guy that's been there to help you through that. Absolutely. And, and he knows the administration part of it, which is huge. And people, a lot of people don't see, a lot, a lot of people don't see that. He's, he's just been a tremendous asset, asset to, uh, to, to our team. Well, Jeff, we thank you for uh, joining us here this morning, and uh, good luck through the uh, 2019 season. Enjoy every moment uh, there at the uh, Tri-Valley League and uh, your last visit to Juniata. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I will uh, see you on the fourth for some good old fa the fourth week of the season for some good old-natured ribbon. Sounds good. Um, I'll take it easy on you this time. Sounds good. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Coach. Thanks for joining us here. Is uh, things about to get underway here atop Lot and Hill, Doc? We didn't want to hold anybody up from their respective programs here this morning. We've got a couple more uh, seconds to get to. We got to thank our fine sponsors: CACL Financial, 1800 West Market Street in the city of Pottsville. Always open online at W or at CACLFCU.org, you won't find a better fiduciary relationship anywhere. Thank you, BG's Value Markets. Four convenient locations for your shopping experience. Pine Grove, Minersville, also along with Millersburg and Jonestown. They've got the freshest meat for the hot irons of your if summer grill. If it was any fresher, you'd have to slap it, Doc. That's right. And Gears Dairy, Schuylkill County's oldest family-owned full-service dairy. Their full line of dairy products available at your favorite retail location. Any official hydrator, WPPA Sports Saturday and the 2019 High School Football season in Schuylkill County. We've got to say thanks to Pat Mason, also Kevin Keating, and Jeff Sampson for joining us. And Josh Muldowney. Yes, and uh, Mark Michaels for uh, taking care of the duties back there while we're out on the road. You're listening to WPPA Sports Saturday on WPPA Pottsville. And translator W290PP Pottsville.